Well, we're on our end, God forbid, and the burning issue is next. This is Venus Kalesi's burning issue. It's the persecution of Baha'is in the country of their birth, Iran. Venus, the Islamic Revolution in 1979, Ayatollah Khomeini returned from exile in France to be supreme leader. What happened in those early days? Baha'is were abducted, they were executed, homes were burnt down, children were expelled from school. I mean, many of these things continue today. Um, there's currently uh, seven individuals who were serving on an ad hoc leadership group because, of course, our administrative bodies were disbanded. The government just declared it illegal and because we recognise the law of the land, we it was disbanded. But there was still an ad hoc group, I guess, just to informally oversee the affairs of that community. They This year will mark nine years that, that they've been in prison. Charges against them? Yeah, things like espionage. And um, there's not even, you know, a page of evidence which has been put towards those charges. Tell me your parents' story. My dad was a major in the army and he got a letter saying, you know, owing to your belief in the Baha'i faith, you've been expelled from work. And my mum was a registered nurse. Uh, Her letter stated, in accordance to the Islamic court, you have been expelled from work. They migrated to Europe and then from there they came to Australia. In Iran, even though Israel is considered the great Satan Zionist entity, Iranian Jews have, though precarious, an easier life than Baha'is, along with Christians and Zoroastrians. Why? For those who are part of religions other than Islam, they still have it quite tough. But the case of the Baha'is is particularly precarious because the Baha'i faith isn't recognised in the constitution of Iran. Baha'i faith came after Islam, so the followers of Baha'u'llah are deemed as heretics. Whereas Jews, Christians and Zoroastrians are not heretics because they are deemed to have an independent religion. Yeah, it's a theological argument that uh, Muhammad is, you know, the seal of the prophet, so how can there be someone after him? But, you know, many religions talk about the coming of a promised one, and um, Baha'is recognise Baha'u'llah to, to be the promised one foretold in all the great religions. So the There's this irony. Iranian Muslims, Shiites, are themselves despised as heretics by Saudis and Islamic State and Al-Qaeda. Yeah, the only way to rise above it is to move beyond clinging on to these dogmatic understandings of religion. Now, Baha'is believe in showing obedience to the government and not getting involved in politics. That's right, yeah. Then take us back to the revolution in 79 when all the, well, the mullahs plus the communists and the Democrats and the students were all stirring for revolution. Mm. When it came, co-opted by the mullahs nonetheless, was the non-involvement of Baha'i perceived as uh, tacit support for the Shah? I, I, I don't think so. I think they reckon what they saw within the Baha'i community, this is a, a religious minority that is being persecuted. Holy places were being destroyed. You know, homes were being looted. Members of the administrative body were being executed. So I don't think it was whether they were for the Shah or, or not. What about the 2012 Green Movement protests? Was the uh, non-involvement from the Baha'i community resented by sections of society? I think that within Iran, there's a huge population of young people. And I'm sure that when they're talking to Baha'is, they get to learn about the principles that they stand for, the want and need for justice for all, and the desire to have a unified Iran, 
Um, And what that looks like, I don't know. But I'm sure that those who are within Iran and through the friendships they have with Baha'is understand their position when it comes to non-involvement in these sort of political movements. 